This is the Family Culture Project, Episode 67, How Receiving Feedback Will Strengthen Your Family Culture. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love. And become the family you were meant to be. Giving and receiving feedback is key to the growth and health of any culture, including the family. We often avoid it because, let's be honest, it's not always easy to do. It requires humility, plus I believe it's a skill that takes some practice. In this episode and next, we are going to talk about how we can give and receive feedback that will not harm, but help strengthen our family. In episode 16 on the podcast, we talked about how an annual family retreat benefits our family. We talked not only about the retreat itself and what it looks like, but how we use a 360 peer review just like the ones used in an organization, to build our family's culture. And we also touched on the benefits of checking in with one another to see how our family is doing. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's worth going back to check out. But we today are circling back to this concept and this idea of giving and receiving feedback. We're going to dig a little deeper and we're going to understand how to give good feedback and how to be humble enough to receive it because it is not always an easy thing to do, but it requires humility and I believe it's a skill that we can really get good at if we practice. We are not going to cover everything today, but instead we're going to break it into two parts. This week we're going to be talking about receiving feedback, and next week we're going to be talking about giving feedback. For many of us, when we receive feedback or what we believe to be criticism, our brain tries to protect us from what it perceives as a threat. And when that happens, it can be uncomfortable. We can get defensive, we may dismiss it, or we may outright refuse to believe it. And if that's how you react, the people in your family probably don't feel like their voice has valued or that their opinion matters. However, if we're able to welcome feedback and when we know how to receive it, we can use it to create a culture that fosters the growth of individuals and the family as a whole. The ability to do this does not come naturally to us, but the good news is that this is something that can be learned and practiced. We need feedback from others because without it, it's hard to tell if we're succeeding and actually how we're supposed to improve. Receiving and acting on feedback eliminates blind spots that we all have. We quickly realized this after our family's first retreat. So some of the feedback that we got from them, we expected, but we also got some feedback from them that was eye-opening and it was consistent across all of our children. So we took note and that was that our kids wanted to see us bicker less and they wanted us to be on time. And so that was, um, not 100% surprising, but a little bit difficult to hear. Um, we were also surprised by the things that they wanted from us. They wanted us to push them to learn and to manage their time better, to be more strict with them and so that they can meet their goals and actually tell them to practice like their sports and their work and their music more. And when you are open to hearing the feedback that you receive, you can put together a plan and a path to move forward. You're able to make the changes that will benefit everyone. And that was something that we were able to do after that first family retreat is put a plan into place to be on time for things. And we started to manage our time differently when it came down down time to have family business meetings. We talked about the time we had to be someplace, but we also started talking about the time we had to leave the house. Um, but we were able to... Uh, make changes in our family because we were open to that feedback. We weren't offended or defensive about what our kids had to say. If you receive feedback that is less than glowing, which sometimes I do, it does not mean that you are a bad parent. 
Um, I think that's a fear that most of us have. Keep in mind that most successful leaders receive input from others so they can improve. I believe that as parents, we should be doing the same thing. Andy Stanley says that leaders that don't listen to others will eventually be surrounded by people that have nothing to say. And I think this is important to take note because especially in a family, I don't want to be in an environment where people don't speak up, share their feelings or thoughts because they're not heard and they're not listened to. Do you want to know what your loved ones really think of you? We've created the Family Retreat Packet to help you connect with one another and get honest feedback on how you are doing as a family. It's like a 360 peer review, but for families. It takes the guesswork out of planning because it includes everything you need to host your own family retreat, such as a sample itinerary, a packing list, and activity suggestions. Go to www.thefamilycultureproject.com and for only $4.99, you can download the Family Retreat Packet and host your family retreat. Be sure to type in the, T-H-E, familycultureproject.com slash shop to get your copy today. Like we mentioned earlier, receiving feedback isn't easy, but here are a few things that might help. Number one, change what you think about receiving feedback. Now, receiving feedback is not a negative thing. It actually provides you with an opportunity to grow and improve. And when you can change the way you think about it, it will change the way you feel about it. So then you will no longer dread it, but eventually, if you change what you're thinking, you'll eventually crave it and ultimately embrace it. The second thing is separate the do from the who. To me, this one is probably the most important um, and the one that resonates with me the most. Um, the feedback that you receive is, not a, is, is, is about what you do, not who you are. If you focus on the feedback being about who you are as a person or I'm a bad person, I'm being attacked and, 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 and um, I'm not well-liked, etc., it's really about certain actions that you're doing um, that somebody is trying to address with you and help you get better in. Not, it's not condemning your whole entire personality. Yeah. So when I was first told that I interrupt people, um, I felt like that particular person was calling me a jerk. But really, that's not what they were doing. And I had to remind myself that this is something that I do, a habit that I have to break. It has nothing to do with me. So when it comes to receiving feedback, remember that you are not what you do. So it's not only about what you think. I I do think there's a part to play in the person actually giving the feedback because I think that's a natural tendency. You know, in work, I think that's one of the most difficult situations to run into is then if if you're not delivering feedback well and it's not being or it's not really being received well, that that's one. This is this is the area that's the stickler. Number three, ask clarifying questions such as what's the one thing that I can do to improve in this area? So when you receive feedback from somebody, be specific and ask more questions because general questions rarely lead to helpful or specific feedback. So you should be asking open-ended questions, questions that don't result in a yes or no answer. So Basically questions that begin with how or what. And then this way you can dive deeper into finding out what it is that this person is expressing. Yeah, when I speak to, when I catch up with my team at different parts throughout the, the week, the month, depending on when the schedules are, I always end it with, what feedback do you have for me? Like what specifically can I do for you that I'm not doing now? Or what can I do better um, if, is there a particular area that you can 
um, help me with, meaning is there something that I can do better for you that will actually help me as a manager? Mm-hmm. And often the best and the simplest response is just simply tell me more. And absolutely, you do not want to jump to saying, no, that is not true. Number four is invite feedback often. The best way to get comfortable with getting feedback from others is to ask for it on a regular basis. And this is this is really true. I just mentioned the fact that within one-on-one meetings, I'm, I, 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 I never leave that meeting without actually asking for feedback. Because sometimes these meetings are about updates. And sometimes they are giving feedback, but if there's there's nothing coming from the other side or there's very little coming from the other side, it's a great opportunity to ask for feedback. So don't wait till things go terribly wrong before you're open to what others have to say. Make it an ongoing thing. You know, and feedback is not just for the end of a project. It can also be um, at the beginning of a project. So whether it's a project, vacation, change of circumstances, Um, Yeah, you want to like debrief with your people and find out like how you could do things differently. How did things go? But also um, ask for feedback on the front end. Anticipate the things that you may come up against and um, constantly be in that mode of let's keep the conversation open and communicate our thoughts and feelings with one another. Yeah, without honest and timely feedback, your personal and organizational growth is surely limited. Something to keep in mind is that the areas that you want to push back on the most, the areas that people express feedback in and you push back, that may be exactly where you need the most feedback. So keep your eyes open and be sensitive to that. Yeah, I think that's a great point. If you'd like to improve in the area of receiving feedback, ask yourself on the scale of 1 to 10, how strong are you at receiving feedback? And then commit to improve that. Then ask one person you trust if you had to make one adjustment for improvement, what would that be? The Family Culture Project has a great site, but do you know what's even a better one? My wife's. She's been at this blogging thing for a while now, and she has a lot of smart things to say about family, faith, and community. Oh, thanks, babe. When you're done listening to the episode, head over to KimberlyAmici.com and see what I'm talking about. And don't forget, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose. Hey, that's my line. To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com.